like to use is extra. Do you know her sign? Franzi, I would drink today. I low-key think I'm kind of psychic. It's like, am I psychic or am I an empath? Long-distance friendships, social media. Are we going to like each other? Like, what's this going to be? Hi, friends. You are listening to No Filter Friendship with Jen and Haley. I'm Jen Gregorio. And I'm Haley McNutt. And together, we're two friends who talk... Too much. Too much. Welcome. How much do we talk? Too much. Too much. For sure, too much. Welcome, welcome. Yes. I hope everybody's having a great day, a great Friday of what maybe has been a very tumultuous week. Hard to say because we're in the past. (laughs) So... (laughs) We don't know what happened. Yes. We are recording this a a week and one day before Joe Biden becomes... Mm -hmm. The president of the United States. Holy so I guess. Holy cow, yep. So when this airs, we will have a new president. Ah, what is it? How does it feel? What's How does the United States of America feel today? I hope good. Yeah, is the air a little bit cleaner? <laughs> is the sun a little bit brighter? You know, are there birds singing maybe a little bit louder? Like, what's, what's the feel today? <laughs> Hopefully good. I have to tell you, Haley, I saw this pretty horrifying TikTok last week. Oh, no. And it was, like, this girl explaining this book that some dude had written in, like, this, I don't know, 1800s or, like, 1400s, something. I don't remember the details, but it was written a long time ago. And it essentially was a story, but it had these, like, ridiculous ties to what's currently happening. Like, a reality TV star becoming president, a coup d'etat, like, a pandemic, all these things. And basically, she was like... If time travel exists, like this guy fucking did it and like definitely wrote a book about it. And in the book, it said that the inauguration, there was like some sort of explosion. So um, at Future Us, I hope that that didn't happen. I'm freaked out. Oh, my God. Well, I was going to say, I mean, obviously, we're recording this before the inauguration has happened, but... Here's hoping that it went well, that it went smoothly, mm-hmm. that nothing crazy happened. Everybody made it through in one piece. I'm so scared. I'm high key <laughs> worried. I mean, we're also recording this only a week after the white supremacy insurrection terrorist attempt. attack. So, um, you know, it's it's an interesting time in history. Let's put it that way. We are currently being bookended by two <laughs> political events that are going to definitely be in some history textbooks <laughs> moving forward. And um, it's a lot. I, I saw a tweet that was like... The one about McGaw Hill. Maybe it was like McGaw Hill made... Or something made his made living through history seem so cool, but it's fucking not. <laughs> That's hilarious. I saw one where a guy was like, man, the people at McGaw Hill be rewriting these textbooks furiously right now. (laughs) They're like working overtime trying to get all this shit Honestly, though. (sighs) Holy shit. Yeah, it's crazy. It's been a crazy, I mean, let's be honest, it's been a crazy four years. Um, But it's been a really particularly insane year Mm -hmm. slash past or even just Four months. Yeah. So yeah, here's hoping, fingers crossed, that everything went well. Yeah. And I feel like we've said this before, like, we're not a political podcast, but we obviously, I like to consider us pretty woke. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like. Let's hope. Like, we're aware of what's going on. We have opinions. Yeah. That we don't mind expressing, one would say. We don't mind talking about it. In fact, (laughs) too much sometimes. Yeah. And I also think that we've talked about it a little bit before, like politics come into play with friendships a lot more than I ever thought they would. Like when I was younger, I don't think I realized or I mean, I never really talked about politics until I was like of age 18. to vote. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now it's just like 
I feel like that's really all I'm talking about most of the time with my friends. Yeah. Well, and I think what we've come to, and I think we've mentioned this on the podcast before too, is that this particular time in our lives and in our history as a country, like it's kind of impossible not to be political right now. Like everything has become political in some way, shape or form, even things that really shouldn't be like science. Which is often not a great thing. Yeah, like not ideal and certainly has caused us a lot of issues and a lot of strife, especially in the past year. But it is like now coming to a point where, like you said, even though you don't want your friendships to be something that you need to think about political alliances when you're going into them. Like you would hope Mm -hmm. that our politics wouldn't be that different, right? That people would in general all kind of want the same things at the end of the day. They might just have different ideas about how to do those things. Mm -hmm. And I think that was really true in the past, which is why, you know, especially for the older generation, it seems like crazy to think, wow, like you wouldn't be friends with someone just because they don't agree with you on this one thing. My parents are mind blown by that. Right, exactly. But I think the difference is that now the one thing we don't agree on is a life changing thing with with all these people. Like it's not, it's not like, oh, I wish we got taxed more or tax less. Now it's like, oh, I wish that people of color were considered humans who deserve basic (laughs) rights. Like, things that you can't... There's really no, like, gray area there. (laughs) It's almost like it's not politics anymore. It's, like, your ideals and your beliefs of, like, human rights and stuff like that. It's less about, like... Where your money's going, you know? Exactly. Um, Like, my parents, I think I've talked about before, like, they have different political views. My mom's a Democrat. My dad's a Republican. And Mm -hmm. they've been married for 35 years. What year is it? 36 years? I don't even... Yeah, whatever year it is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, they've been married for a long time. And, you know, they just, like, don't talk about it. Because it... Yeah. It's just a point of contention for them. Right. Well, and also you used to be able to go a day without talking about it, right? Like Mm -hmm. there was a time when we didn't have, I mean, maybe we should have talked about it more. And I think that's really what a lot of us are coming to realize now is that, oh, not talking about it was part of the problem. Like we were letting things go that we should have been upset about decades ago. Yeah. But I mean, for so long, people were living their lives thinking like, you know, you don't talk about politics and religion. Those are the two things. Mm-hmm. You don't bring them up in conversation. Yeah. It's not for a dinner party. It's not for work, etc. And those were like personal things you kept to yourself. And we yeah. now are at a point in our lives where we're like, no, you, you can't anymore. Like you can't keep them to yourselves. My last boss and my current boss and I have discussed politics. And I've, yeah. been, at, I've been at my new job for three months and we've already talked about <laughs> We've already talked about politics. So like, you know, it's just a different world that we're living in. I think part of it, a big part of it has to do with social media. Just being able to, you know, everyone's a journalist now. Everyone can just share their opinions and say what they feel. Right? Like everyone's a journalist. So nobody's a journalist. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, journalists. Sorry. Like... (laughs) No, you're right. There's a lot of armchair reporting going on these days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I think, you know, it's hard when you, most of the time, we want to surround ourselves with people that have similar beliefs and opinions and feelings as us. And and people that are, we've talked about this before, people that are similar to us in, right. you know, a lot of ways. And people connect on similarities. But there are a lot of times when that doesn't happen. <laughs> Or, and I think what we really want to get into, I guess, in this episode is more so like managing those relationships when you do have a lot in common, you do feel very close to someone. Maybe politics never came up. Maybe it did and you only spoke about the things that you did agree on and you weren't aware that you disagreed on some things. But now that we've come to this very contentious time in our political atmosphere in our country... It's starting to become unearthed that Mm -hmm. you have these differences and how to navigate those as a friend. Like, is it a deal breaker or is it something that maybe you can talk to them about and work through? Like Red flag or deal breaker. Yeah, it's kind of different for everybody. So we're going to talk through our experiences and also answer a question from a listener who's currently been dealing with this. 
um, actually for like a little while since, yes. since you know, everything's kind of kicked off back in November. <laughs> yeah. And later on, we have a special guest that's going to talk a little bit more about politics. So yeah. stay tuned for that. And share their personal experience since they also have a lot of experience in this yeah. area. <laughs> Okay, so our question that was sent in from one of our listeners, they did write it back closer to the elections, but still very relevant now. Yes. All right. Our listener wrote, Hi, guys. I'm obsessed with the pod. You're both amazed, as I'm sure you know from my incessant texting you both. Keep it up. Deadass friendship Q. How can you remain (laughs) friends with someone who is voting for Trump slash should I? Some background. I'm really involved politically and have always felt the need to reach across the aisle to get things done. I think that lasting change occurs when you can get everyone, or mostly everyone, on board to progress. I'm super progressive and registered Democrat, and my husband is an unaffiliated voter who, prior to 2016, always voted Republican. I've always felt that people who are Republican truly care to improve the country, but we just have different views on how to accomplish that, and that's okay. Since 2016, however, things have changed. I am completely unable to wrap my head around how and why people support Donald Trump. He's not a Republican. He's a terrible person. And I really can't see how people can see past the personality and still support him or worse, be okay with the behavior. It is totally unacceptable to me. All of my close friends feel the exact same way, and I know a few people who voted for Trump in 2016, but have since opened their eyes to his atrocities and aren't supporting him in 2020, which is frustrating, obvi, but I respect the growth. Hell yeah. Just found out that a friend of mine's husband is voting for Trump, and she is also, many, many question marks, be your own woman. (laughs) Retweet on that. (laughs) When my husband told me that his individual told him he was voting for Trump, it ruined my night. I literally felt like I was punched in the gut and have had salty feelings toward this person since. I can't believe someone my age would believe that Trump is a good candidate to run this country. And I don't know how someone could care so little about me and women and people of color. I just can't. Should I cut them out or should I work through it? SOS. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Um, wow. You know, I just wish that this person was more open with their thoughts and feelings and just like really came out and like, <laughs> right. I know. Why I you just feel like, that I feel like they were really holding back and I just feel like they didn't have to do. That. <laughs> um, just kidding. I love the co- context is very helpful because obviously oh, yeah. really what it comes down to with friends that have different beliefs than you is how strongly you feel about your beliefs and how much yeah. you care about what your friends believe. Yeah. And in this case, it seems like she cares a lot. Yes, very deeply. <laughs> very deeply about her beliefs and her friends' beliefs. And I mean, I've we've I've talked about it before on the podcast in the ghosting episode. I legitimately stopped being friends with somebody because of our different opinions because it was important to me and it didn't make me feel good. And yeah. if being friends with this person is not going to make you feel good, I mean... <laughs> Is that a person you want to keep around? (laughs) If it doesn't make you feel good, but... Yeah. The thing is also, I will say to this reader, not reader, this listener. Listener. (laughs) What what should we call her? What can we call her? Um, Lane? That's the first name that came to mind. I hate you. Stop watching Gilmore Girls. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. So Lane, my concern is that Lane has very strong opinions, very obviously. Mm, And I think Lane is not going to be able to stop herself from trying to change this friend's mind. (laughs) Oh, that's a really good point. (laughs) I could see Lane getting into a lot of arguments with this couple friend Mm -hmm. over their different opinions. And if that's the way that Lane wants to spend her time and live her life, I fully support that. But I just don't know if it's going to A, I don't know if Lane will change their mind and B, if it will make her feel good to try to change their mind. So that's like a concern that I have here is like, because I've done that before, right? You have too. like try to trying to change somebody's mind is so hard. And if you're just continuously trying to change their mind and getting absolutely nowhere, it feels so shitty. And that's literally what happened to me in 2016. And I felt so shitty about it that I stopped being Matt's friend, right? Right. 
And I feel like if Lane wants to continue to be this person's friend, she has to be okay with that. Yeah. Or like make that decision of of how she wants to proceed. You know, it's a personal decision. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for me, what I would love to know is, is this friend person, are they the type of person who like wants to get a rise out of people? Like, mm. are they like an mm-hmm. instigator? Because... Mm-hmm. That was the situation I had when I was in high school. I was really good friends with a very passionate Republican. (laughs) And I mean, I grew up outside of D.C. I live in a very political area. Everybody here works for the government. I mean, truly everyone. (laughs) So people, I mean, it is a topic of conversation all the time, even when you're younger. Like I knew everything about what was going on with all the different administrations. So When we were in high school, I remember talking about it. And he was definitely the kind of person who, I mean, he was a little shit. Like he wanted (laughs) to, he wanted to get in fights. He wanted to argue. He knew that I had a quick temper and that I was a flaming liberal. So I was the perfect target. Like all he had to do was say one fucking thing to me and I would go off in the cafeteria. Like hands would be thrown. Like it would be insane and I realized probably like by the middle to end of my junior year I was like huh this is pointless isn't it like (laughs) you're never going to change your mind you actually don't give a fuck about what I think at the end of the day right like you think you're right and that's all that matters so why am I wasting my breath Why am I getting so heated? Yeah. Like, why am I letting you bring that out of me? Because it was exhausting to have to get in fights. And probably very upsetting. Like, yeah. Mm -mm, No. Yeah. And I I was just like, I don't need this kind of negativity in my life. I don't need this shit. And ultimately, I decided that we weren't going to talk about it anymore. I didn't really have the option of, like, completely disengaging from him because we were still in high school. Like, Mm -hmm. I still had to see him basically six hours a day. So we were still friends, but only situationally. We were only really... We would sometimes talk about music. We had similar music taste. And then that was pretty much it. It was a very surface-level friendship. And then when we went to college, I straight up never saw him again and have not spoken to him since. I love that for you. I know. Although I do happen to know he did vote for Biden this year. And it's the little things that bring me joy these days. That's really beautiful. (laughs) I love all of that. I think it was very similar in my situation that I've already spoken about here. I'm not going to repeat the whole story, but like... If you haven't heard, go back to sharing ghost stories on Halloween episode. (laughs) Quick plug. Yes. Um, (laughs) But it was the same thing with me. It was like... You know, I don't mind having different opinions of pe- with people. Yeah. And I think you're not going to have the same opinions as everybody. And that's okay. You just have to decide what opinions you need them to have. Or yes. opinions that you need them to not have, I should say, really. Right. What What do you need to have in common versus what are you okay with differing a little exactly. bit? Exactly. If having this conversation with these friends brings you some joy and like it makes you feel passionate, it makes you feel alive fucking go for it. (laughs) Fully support that 100%. But if it's going to make you upset and it's going to make you feel shitty, like your friend in high school did and like Matt did to me in 2016, bye. See ya. I think a lot of women and I think a lot of people of color looked around this past election season and they said, all these people don't think I matter Mm -hmm. because they decided to vote for someone who openly says, I don't matter. And I had friends who would say, like, if I know that you voted for anyone other than Biden, like, that's what you're telling me with that vote is that you don't think that I matter. And it's it, it's emotional, like it it really affects them. And I think for them, like that's what they had to do. They had to make that decision. And I think that's also how I have felt. Speaking of voting for anybody but Biden, I have gotten into, and I know you have gotten into, some arguments <laughs> yes. with We've friends. We've both had issues, yeah. we both had some issues with friends who voted for third party candidates or or people who didn't vote that's also or people who didn't vote one, okay so group. i guess i guess like i feel like there are levels of mm, yeah. politics now right where it's it's not just you're a trump supporter or you're 
a Biden supporter. There's this middle ground too that kind of gets lost in the shuffle and people have different opinions about that. And I guess it's hard in friendships to have these types of hard conversations about anything, not just politics, but like, how do you deal with those kinds of arguments where you just, you're not going to change their mind about it, but you feel so strongly about it and it ends up coming between you guys. Like, how do you get past it? Yeah. Well, so I definitely have had conversations with people in the past four to six months centered around this exact issue, which is there are other like levels of, you know, being more liberal or conservative that aren't as easily definable for people as like you said, being a Biden supporter or a Trump supporter. I agree that there are like tiers to these actions, right? Like some are worse than others. And everyone has different tiers. Right. Your tier might be different than mine even. Right, exactly. Like some people might think that non-voters aren't that bad. And to those people, I say, you're wrong. But (laughs) I mean, some people- agreed. You're allowed to put things wherever you want them to be, I guess. But for me, the conversations that- I guess. I mean, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. I I respect your opinion, but you're wrong. Yes. (laughs) But I think, so for me, when I was talking to people who I felt like in my eyes, it felt like they made a decision that maybe wasn't the best choice. Mm -hmm. Maybe wasn't the worst choice, but like also wasn't the best choice. I have to always take that tactic of like, I can't attack this person. If I attack this person, they're going to dig in yep. the same way that we would dig in further when they attacked us. Mm-hmm. So attacking isn't helping anybody. No. What I try to do, and what it's very difficult to do, and I obviously don't always succeed, is explain to them how it made me feel. So rather Mm. than putting it in the perspective of you just voted third party, which means that vote isn't going towards the side that we need to win. Otherwise, the world will go into turmoil. (laughs) It's already there, but it's fine. Yeah, true. (laughs) Rather than say that, (laughs) what I would say is I'm hurt by this decision. I know that you didn't Mm -hmm. mean to hurt me, but it did hurt me because to me, it felt like my friend didn't care about these things that I care so deeply Mm -hmm. about. I would have to reframe how I feel so that they understand rather than say, you're wrong, you did the wrong thing. Let them know that I'm hurt by what they did. Mm, We love an I feel statement. Yes. And I think a lot of people vote with that mindset of, like, how much will this affect me? But the reality is it could affect people around you in ways that you might not even realize. Yeah, I mean, I've had some very interesting conversations with my dad who, sorry to put you on blast, dad, love you so much. I know you're listening. (laughs) Um, He voted for Trump in 2016 and 2020, unfortunately. And we've talked about it before. We talked about it with my sisters. Like, you know, it happens. And my dad is just super Republican, taxes, money, whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Taxes. He always says, and my dad always says, that he's not a Trump supporter, he's a Republican. And he's supporting the Republican Party. He he likes to avoid the conversation with me because he knows I'm going to get upset. I have actually, like, had a lot of conversations in the last year. But yeah, if you aren't going to change their mind, you have to uh, remove yourself from a situation that's bad for you. Yeah. And that's what I would like to say to, what do we call her, Lane? I hate you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm sure that Lane has probably, since she wrote this email to us, I'm sure she has spoken to these friends since, right? And I'm sure that she's tried to have a conversation. There's no way she didn't. (laughs) But if it's still a point of contention and it's making you not want to hang out with them, don't fucking hang out with them. Because life is too short to hang out with people that make you feel like shit. Yep, correct. If they don't bring you joy, KonMari method them right the fuck out of your life. Marie Kondo that shit. Yeah. If you're like, yeah, I don't need this person in my life. And to be honest, they make my life less enjoyable. Bye. (laughs) You don't need them. The other side of that is if you do really care about this person, or in this case, I think it's a couple, two people. Mm. You have history with them. They're, there's no way that you're getting them out of your life. You care about them, but <laughs> yeah. this is this one thing that makes you upset. And if you are able to just like not talk about it, like if talking about it makes you upset, 
And hearing what they have to say about it makes you upset. You don't have to talk about it. When I think about like, you know, letting these things go and kind of saying like, we're going to live our lives understanding that we might have a difference, but that that difference doesn't define us. I think that there's a time and a place for that. Absolutely. And I would also say you also don't have to give up the fight. Put your efforts where they make an impact. Did we answer the question? (laughs) I mean, I hope so. It's such a sticky situation. It is. And it's not something that we obviously hope and pray, fingers crossed, that in the next couple years, like things actually will get better. And hopefully these situations won't feel as cavernous. There won't be as big of a gap between us. Yeah. But let's really hope (laughs) and pray that in the next couple years, we can make that gap a little bit smaller. I just went through a lot. I gotta wait. I gotta (laughs) at least just get to the midterms. Then we can talk about the next election. (laughs) Have you ever heard of Parachute Express? I don't think so. Okay, they're like a kid band. Anyway, they have this song called Halfway Through, and it's like, halfway through, I got half more to go. Honestly, it's a fucking jam. It's for children. Wait, why do you know it? Um, Do you have a child? Because I was obsessed with them when I was younger. I don't have a child. (laughs) I meant that you, like, were interacting with. Oh, no. Still no. No, but they're from when we were little. They were from when we were little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, my okay. mom and sisters and I would go all the time. That's cute. And they were fucking dope. They had some kick-ass songs. 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, <laughs> but halfway through, anytime someone says like halfway, it immediately gets stuck in my head. And now it's going to be stuck in my head all night. So I'm sorry. I apologize. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's Parachute <laughs> Express's fault for it is creating so many fucking bops. When you said Parachute Express, the first thing that came to mind was Pineapple Express. And I was like, yeah, I mean, fair. <laughs> what? Pineapple Express and Parachute Express are two very different things. Yeah, I was going to say, is this a weed strain? Like, what's going on? Oh, man. (laughs) So we have a very special guest today. Um, My best friend, Jonathan Rosenthal. Wow. Ladies and gents. (laughs) Haley's like, I'm literally right here. (laughs) That's a bold claim, Jen. (laughs) But when you know, you know. When you know, you know. That's true. We're besties. (laughs) Next question. So Jonathan and I know each other through one of my best friends from college, Lindsay. Jonathan was her manager at the Boston Private Industry Council. Yeah, direct supervisor. What up, Lindsay? I know you're listening. (laughs) Shout out. How you doing, girl? (laughs) And... Unfortunately, Jonathan's bond in mine is just stronger than his and Lindsay's and mine and Lindsay's. So it's just <laughs> wow, really beautiful. Do we tell the wow. story of like how yeah, it came should, to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we'll please. I want to know because I'm so curious. Right. This concept is wild to me. <laughs> so I want to know more. <laughs> like, how do you become friends with your friend's boss? <laughs> Also, Haley and Jonathan have never met for the listeners. Yes, that's true. So Lindsay was one of the best um, career specialists we've ever had. I don't know how it came up, but Jen's name was was thrown about. And then Lindsay knew that I grew up in Reading. And then she said, oh, is that like close to, to Burlington? I was like, yeah, like we played them in sports. The and then um, and I was like, oh, Burlington Mall, Paul Blart Mall Cop. And yeah. she said, that's what Jen says. Because like it was filmed there. <laughs> It's my favorite fun fact about Burlington is that Paul Bart Mall Cop was filmed at the Burlington Mall. Yeah. yeah. If you don't one. know, now you know, you know? So I ended up having like a little little shindig, a little party. Um, so I invited some of the people that I, I supervised. I don't know if that was a good thing or not. Um, <laughs> it definitely was. And then I said, you could bring a plus one. And then Lindsay said, well, could I bring Jen so that you could really meet her for the very first time? I said, 100%. Yeah. Like, bring her. So she wow. shows up and it was magic at first sight. It really was. Oh I God, literally I have that. her in my phone as my best friend. <laughs> Thank God, I love that so much. So the first time we met, the agreement was that I was going to let you speak at my wedding. That's right. So you're speaking right. at my I'd wedding. That's still, it's still I'd give done. a speech. Yeah, That's you're right. giving I'd a speech at my wedding, yeah. which again, I've said this before on the podcast, boys call me. Um, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> when that eventually happens... It was, I give a speech at your wedding, and then if, if and when I have a, a second child, 
you would be the godparent. Right. Wow. And then, yeah, when I told Amaya that the next day, she's like, who? Like, who's Jen? <laughs> I was like, my best friend. I've had a second child, a baby boy, um, yes. born on March 16th. Unfortunately, I couldn't slide Jen in as Listen, the, the godparent. But, I, I get mean, it. between you and me, like, you're the godparent. I know. I right. get it. The godparent key. in my heart. Maybe I'm not with God, key. but like in my heart. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we've become close. Um, you know, Lindsay, wow. as when she was still working for the pick, she invited uh, Jen out to some of our holiday parties. And so she would come rolling in like to the holiday party, like immediate hugs. between. I'd like push Lindsay out of the way. <laughs> Just... Yeah, so I'm a big fan of I'm a huge fan of Jay Greggs um, for a number of reasons. So same, honestly. I mean, it just goes to show that you can meet, you can make friends in like the most random ways, and they can that become so like beautiful friendships. Yeah, yeah, but ours is like it's super unique. It is right because obviously Definitely. we're we're different genders. Yep, and we met through a coworker. Yep, of, for me and. You know, obviously we love Lindsay, but Meh, sure. the best thing I think she's done in of all this is bringing us together, in my, in my humble opinion. So. This, the title of this episode is just going to be Lindsay Gets Dragged. Just that's it. The entire episode. Sorry, Lindsay who? Don't know her. Yeah. Never heard yeah. of her. Nakashro down. Nakashro down. down. We're not familiar. We're not familiar. Oh my God. But Haley, you seem like you're cool people. Um, oh, if, if Jen's cool you. with you, then, then then I'm cool with you. So Yeah, oh, she's cool. Beautiful. We Same keep her around. I mean... Thanks. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, I I agree. I feel like everybody Jen has ever brought into my life has always been someone who I like immediately gel with. So can't say I'm surprised well, that you seem I'll really I'll tell dope. you why, Haley. It's because we're the same person. I know. <laughs> it's so true. At the end of the day, that is what it is. My friend Babette was actually just listening to our podcast for the first time the other day. And she was like, holy shit. Jen is exactly the same as you. Yeah. And I was like... Correct. That's the yes. problem. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so basically this came about a week ago? No. Not two even. days ago? Less than that. <laughs> Friday? A few days ago, like- yeah, recently. Jonathan came to me with a great idea for an episode and he was like, I gotta be on it, and I said Friday Dad. morning. Friday morning. It was morning. Friday. <laughs> just with everything that's been going on, you know, with the storming of the Capitol, me being involved in politics, just what I was posting to my stories getting mostly uh, positive responses from everybody, like the fire emojis, the hand clapping emojis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And a couple of people responded. You could tell they were pretty upset. Like I triggered a couple of folks. And these are people that I, I, you know, I like that that I'm friendly with in in various ways. And that's when I texted Jen and and Lindsay. And then immediately Jen was like, let's get Haley on this text thread. And then we're here. Here we are. I absolutely love (laughs) politics. Thrive on it, really. I, I eat it up. It's like a sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bowden undergrad, American government, concentration, education minor. And then I went to grad school, political science, American government um, concentration. And you know, it's in my blood. Having friends from, you know, the different uh, end of uh, the political spectrum. and Yeah. It's hard. It's fucking hard, It man. is hard. I think it's easy, to be honest with you. <laughs> really? Okay, yeah. well, good, because we need some of that wisdom, honestly. It's like, easy. Jen and I just talked about it, and we were like, it's really difficult, so <laughs> we could use your words of wisdom. We were like, sure. if you don't want to be friends with them anymore, just don't. Just don't, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one that's one way to go about things, but yeah. um, it, it, it for me, it, it's, um, it, it's, it hasn't been too difficult, so... I'm a big introduction guy, like setting the stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, know you got I mean? to you got to give us all the context that you possibly can give. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Sometimes the context is like better than just the actual <laughs> story. <laughs> yes. Right. The, the context fair, is fair a story point. than a story. So yes. for the listeners, when you say your stories, let's talk about your Insta stories that you've been posting, because obviously I'm familiar with them. But yeah, you're spitting straight facts over there. Straight facts. So let's talk about it. What are <laughs> yeah. what are these Insta stories? What's inspiring them? What are their responses? So, so let me give you some context. Um, <laughs> so in college, um, well, I've always been part of a political family and when I went to Bowdoin in the fall of 2002, um, obviously uh, Bush was in his first term, mm-hmm. and the first presidential election that I was able to vote in was in 2004 when it was Bush v. Kerry. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very intense. I was part of the Bowdoin um, College Democrats. I was like the communications director. I think I just gave myself that title. 
Um, <laughs> but I was on two political talk shows. They would get very heated at times. One of them almost came to fistfights. My goodness. And then after I graduated, um, I wasn't really on Facebook. I didn't become part of Facebook until like 2007 or 2008. Then obviously Obama comes in the office. And then I started posting a little bit, but then I stopped because then I realized, you know, when you did like the timeline stories on Facebook mm -hmm. and they would give you uh, an idea of what you posted like years ago. Yep. Yeah. I was just saying some stupid shit. Interesting. And I was like, damn, I, I, I sound like an asshole. Um, <laughs> and so I stopped really doing any political posts. Like I do stuff about, you know, my friends and sports. And I just sort of stopped doing it. Um, and then once Trump got elected, you know, same deal. Um, I was like, I, I just don't want to comment on anything. I'd read all the comments that people would put on Instagram and Facebook. I'd, I'd right. go down the, the rabbit hole. But then once the election started coming around and... And uh, I saw that, you know, Biden had a legitimate shot. I started to get a little bit more involved. And it's when Trump got COVID that I dropped <laughs> my first story about how I was like, oh, that's a shame. It was like a Seinfeld post. Uh, <laughs> and then I started to do a little bit more. And then when Trump really uh, went at it in terms of it calling it a stolen election and mm -hmm. I was going to be rigged, mm -hmm. I just got fed up. And I was like, yeah. I can't. I can't sit by. And then I just started to drop more stories. And then the election was called for Biden. Trump we literally love. tried to steal it. More yep. stories. Yep. And then I, I, I'd say the last two weeks, I was doing about five or six stories, like every three, four hours. Yeah. I was just, just <laughs> yeah. pure flame. So that's where it came came about. And I've taken a week off just because, uh, you know, I got a family. I got two kids. <laughs> I got a wife. Can't be on Instagram all the time. It was consuming me because there was yeah. so much news coming out. And then the storming right. of the Capitol happened. Yeah. And there's just so much to unpack. Yeah, it's been yeah. a crazy time, to say the least, uh, for yeah. everybody. <laughs> yeah. So what have the negative responses that you've gotten been like? Because I feel like, obviously, the fire emojis, the the positive Clapping. stuff, that's yeah. whatever. We love. We stand. Great. <laughs> but I really want to dig into like the negative responses that you're getting. Like, what are people saying to you? What are you like? What are those conversations like? Because I feel like those are way harder to have. Yeah, it, it's it's been like a couple of individuals who are friends of friends that obviously mm. I've I've kicked it with and I've yep. you know, enjoyed their company. Like we we share you know mutual things together in terms of sports and, and and TV shows. It just was the same talking points that you would hear on Fox News or yep. Newsmax or OAN. Yeah. And I'm a left of uh, left of center liberal, mm -hmm. very proud, progressive. But I watch those shows because right. you need to see how they're thinking. So there was one story that I posted that I think triggered a lot of folks. Um, and even after I, I posted it, I was like, I'm going to get some backlash about this. It was the one where I posted a story and it was a quote or a tweet from Trump saying, you know, Pence has the right to reject the electors or something. And then underneath it, I had my own, I, I editorialized a little bit and I said, you know what? We have people out here with families, jobs and careers that will follow this dude's every line until like forever. And I think adding the jobs, families and careers piece triggered some folks. Um, and mm. then I got some uh, I got some DMs out of that. What did people say? Basically, they, they took it as like a personal insult, like I was mm. digging into their, you know, families. Right. So to, to go back to like how I'm sort of friends with people from different political yeah. spectrums, that's just how I am. You know, I'm what's known as a Blindu, a black indi indigenous Jew. Born in Canada, I lived on a, a Native American reservation. My mom's half black, half Native American. My dad was a white Jew. So I got unique perspectives. Put me in a room with literally anybody, I'll be able to kick it. Uh, yeah. that, that's not hard. And one thing I realized from Trump when he ran uh, his campaign, you know, 2015 and obviously 2016, I had sneaky suspicions that some of the people that I was really close with would support him mm -hmm. and that they were going to support him. And my suspicions were confirmed um, after the election of 2020. Because, you know, when you go on Instagram and you look at pages and you're like, oh, that person like that, mm -hmm. like that photo. Because yep. before Instagram, you could see what posts people were liking. Right, right. Oh, right. It was like the activity area where you could yeah, see other yeah, people's yeah. activity right. yeah, oh, that you followed. I'm sad that they got rid of that. That was right? fire. It was honestly tea. <laughs> it really yeah. was. Because you could be like, oh, that's what you're into? Like, right, exactly. Right. <laughs> but because I follow right-wing media... Mm -hmm. I was starting to see mutual followers on there. And then I was just like, oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay. But then, you know, at the end of the day, I know deep down inside, if I'm ever in a pickle, if I got to call someone at two in the morning, there are a couple of people on there that would show up right, right away. And I do the yeah. same for them. 
Yeah, they're real ones. So, you know, it's like you can hate Trump, and I do, with (laughs) almost every fiber of my being. You're not alone in that. (laughs) But I can't hate every single one of his followers. And as someone who follows politics and someone who, who looks at it as a sport and just the strategy behind it, we can't just look away from all the people that voted for him. Right. And just so happens some of them are people I'm cool with. Yeah, well, and also more importantly to that same point, if we just said, oh, all you people suck and don't deserve the right to say anything anymore, weigh in on the future of our country, like we're not helping anything. We need to help teach them. Yeah, and then there are some people who, you know, they don't want to be taught, which is fine. Hopefully they use condoms and birth control so that they don't... (laughs) have offspring that they didn't pass down some of these bullshit ideas to. Yeah, Um, (laughs) But, you know, for me, whether it's high school, people I work with, it's just a wide variety of folks. And I've, I've been able to sometimes compartmentalize things where for you, why do I like you? Okay, I'm not going to talk politics with you. Right. Right. Old school rose in in college, right, when I was really um, ready for battle. I would seek out those confrontations. Mm. Yeah. I would want to talk politics. It was like a drug. And then I chilled a little bit. I matured. I guess that's yep. what happens when you graduate. Yeah. And then I realized sometimes it's not worth it. If it's someone new and I'm starting to get to know them and I want to know, do I want to be friends with this person? Mm-hmm. I want to ask them, do you think Joe Biden won a free and fair election? Yes or right. no? Right. You say yeah. no, you're an idiot. <laughs> Right. And we yes. are not friends with idiots. Yeah. <laughs> but but at least at least I'll know, okay, I'm not gonna I'm right. not gonna spend too much time with this person. Well, yeah. I feel like it's more of a deal breaker when it's a new person, right? You don't have history, you don't have a bond yet. So it's right, I feel like right. it's pretty easy to be like, Okay, never mind, like back away slowly. But with your friends that you have had for a while, like have you ever had like a friend that you decided you couldn't be friends with them anymore because of politics? No. Interesting. Not yet. Wow. I haven't. I, I haven't. Just because, like, like I was using an example before, if, if I was in a bind and I needed them for something, mm-hmm. they right. would be there. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they would legitimately be there for me. And I think we both know the other person has different views mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to politics. Like, they see my stories, I see their stories. Right. But, like, something else will pop up that I think is funny, and I'll shoot them, you know, the the laughing emoji. And then they'll send something back to me. So, although it might be different, because a lot of this has been happening during COVID, right? So, I haven't (laughs) been with people face-to-face. Right. That's so true. That's the wild card, right? That's a great point. How's it going to be when I see someone out in the streets, you know, at the gym, just out and about, out at a bar, and we look at each other, and are we going to, like, dap it up we're we gonna be like hey what's going on you know well we don't know like, right who knows but i'm gonna be cool right yeah and if someone wants me to keep the same energy from my stories in person i got no problem doing that mm-hmm. like I'll, right. I'll i'll serve you smoke to your face you know what i mean i'll bust out the extinguisher <laughs> no problem whatsoever i love that i mean but what about you ladies so you don't have people from the other side of the spectrum, whether it's family or, or friends, or do you? Yeah, so my dad voted for Trump. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Sips tea, chugs tequila, right? Wow, Jay Greggs. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're just like, I love how you just telling the, the public. You know, if you're going to vote for Trump and you're going to talk about it, I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, say it with your chest. But your dad's a good dude, right? He is a good dude. I love him. Very right. much. He's your dad. He's my dad. He, you know, raised me. I am who I am today because of him. But it is my least favorite thing about him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start talking about it and he just like doesn't engage. And that's almost more annoying to me than not yeah, engaging with that me. that would be really frustrating. <laughs> he knows that my views aren't going to change and his views aren't going to change. Realistically, what is the point of us fighting about it? You know, if it's just going to cause tension between us. Right. But I think people can change. You know, I never grew up with my mom. I was raised by my dad, right? So I never really had that connection to my mom. Um, I love her, but it's just different. Um, But she voted for Bush. Interesting. I just was like, really? (laughs) I will 
will say, I think like voting for Bush and voting for Trump are two very different, totally different things. Yeah. Now it is, but back right? then. But I feel like it wasn't so divided. It was a little bit more of like policy and and right. money, right? And now it's so much more than that. It's like good versus evil. Exactly. Literally. That's literally what it is, <laughs> which is why it's now affecting friendships, I think. I was having a discussion about this, actually. One of my buddies on, on uh, Gchat, he sent me a message. He's like, man, you've really been going at it on, uh, going at, getting after it on, on social media. And I said, yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to invest myself in this conversation. But I'm still, I still can't believe you, you don't have, do you have any friends who are like moderates? Definitely. Yeah. And I think that this pandemic has like shed a whole new light on some people's beliefs and opinions that mm-hmm. we never had to look at or interrogate before because So true. When when did we ever imagine that this would be our reality? Like truly right. never. So I I do think that I've definitely had some friends this year who up until you know, last March, I could have said with full faith and security that they were like, totally agreed with me on everything. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic happened. And they were like, I can't believe that we have to do all these things. Like you, you're telling me I have to wear a mask every time I go outside my house. You want to be a person who can talk to these people and you know, create a connection with them because we're more than just this one facet of our lives. But it it has gotten more and more difficult as time goes on. Like, I won't lie. This year was testing me and testing some of my friendships in ways that they've never been tested before. Same. And there are many people who I unfriended on Facebook, on Instagram. See, that's, like, that's one thing I haven't done. You are stronger than I am. <laughs> the only, the, there was one instance in which this, this person and I were following one another and I was dropping, you know, like, I was throwing like 95 mile an hour heaters with my stories. <laughs> and... I know that they were looking at them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I realized, because you look at who's viewing. Yeah, of course. All the time. All right. The time. You wanna you wanna hit at least yeah. triple digits. If you hit two yeah. hundreds, then then we're we're well, good, right? It's all about that <laughs> follower to uh, like viewing ratio. Yeah, of course. And then I was like, wait a second, I don't think this person's following me anymore. But I'm following them. So you go to their page, you go oh, to their shit. followers, and then you realize this motherfucker is not following. <gasps> oh me. shit. Well, I ain't following you. Yeah. <laughs> that was a revenge unfollow. Exactly. Yeah, of course. No, you were not the instigator. We stand yeah. a revenge unfollow. Yeah, you you got to you got to be spiteful. You got to yeah. be spiteful. <laughs> follow for follow, man. No, and I think pandemic-wise, that's also been I think taking a toll on a lot of my friendships because everyone has different opinions on it and everyone's feeling a certain way and who am I seeing? Who am I not seeing? Who's putting in effort to talk to me outside of seeing me? Like it's been rough, man. I mean, it gets messy. Yeah. I feel like the, the pandemic you have over here, the people who just want to live their life. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, you know, acting and, and behaving a way that you think is safe for you, mm-hmm. but other people may view it differently. Definitely. Yeah, Jen and I have talked about this before because we have different definitions of safe when it comes to this yeah. pandemic. I consider myself safe because I am always wearing a mask. I get tested. Like, basically at this point, I've gotten tested like once a week for the last few months. I like knowing. Then you know what yeah. you're doing. You follow CDC guidelines. Like, <laughs> when right, it comes right. to right. what yes. to do, you're following the letter yes. of the rules that have been right. given to right. us. Yes. I make the choice in my life to take it a little bit further. Yeah, a lot of my other friends are doing the same thing. Yeah, because that makes me feel safer. Mm-hmm. You're getting the vaccine, right? Like you're, you're, oh, you're man, pro-vaccine. Oh man, I can't fucking As soon as they <laughs> let me, goddamn. Shoot me up. I'm ready. I'm ready. Shoot me up. <laughs> like I am letting obviously everyone who needs it more than me get it first. Like right. I can't wait for my grandma to get it. Um, I want to go back to something that you said a while ago, Jonathan. Sure. Um, you mentioned that your friend G chatted you and like you like stopped what you were doing at work and you like really invested your time to talk about it. And I feel like we said a lot of like negative things about politics and friendships, but I do feel like politics 
do bring us together, which is like a really beautiful thing. Yep. Something we all have in common. Right. Like obviously right now we're having this conversation, right? And even when you don't necessarily agree on everything, I think if you agree on a lot of things and you can like have that like candid discourse with somebody, Mm. think that that is such a, a growing opportunity. Like I love growing from my friends and I feel like that's something that like politics really does. Like in the middle of, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, Tasha, my friend. I know Tasha. Tasha's great. Yeah, yeah. The best. Yeah. She's black. She's been super impacted by it, of course. And she basically was like, I want to talk to you guys about how I'm feeling. I want to hear how you guys are feeling about it. And it was a great conversation that we had. The I think there was five the five of us. We had an amazing conversation about it. We were chatting for like hours about our feelings and how it is impacting all of us and how it impacts her and how we can support her and what we can do. And like, it just felt like such a growing moment for me and a growing moment in the friendship, like in the group. Mm. So I feel like there are such good things that can come from having political conversations with friends when you do have things in common, but you maybe don't have the same perspective, like you can just learn so much from other people. And that's, I think, the beauty of politics. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I view politics sometimes as rhetoric, right? Mm-hmm. It's the art of persuasion. Yep. For me, looking at politics and, and talking with folks, I still have the same passion. I still have the same energy. It's just now I don't go for their throats right away. Mm-hmm. I try and have just a, just a conversation. Right. There's a lot of people out there that have different views. And if you could get down to that basic human level and start to see their perspective and then maybe convince them to come to your side mm-hmm. or maybe get them to rethink different things or have them uh, have, have it so that I rethink different things. Mm-hmm. That's just being human. Yeah. Because then it's just not politics. Then we're talking about food. You know what I mean? I'm trying to convince people that tequila, like good tequila is actually really legit, even though Jen doesn't like tequila. tequila. I love tequila. I know. I'm so sorry. I know. That's that's another thing. Jen gave me the Heisman (laughs) when we were out drinking after work and she's like, I can't do it. I think you ended up taking it. I did. I did, but but I hated it. (laughs) Right. But you did it because you loved me. Yes, but I hated it. That's why. Yeah. (laughs) But but you're right. Like sometimes it, it boils down to just being on a human level and just not doing throwing away everything that you've mm-hmm. sort of been through with the person. Yeah. And and that's fine. And then you know what? You may not even agree. Right. Then the, the the person that you had a fallen out with, there's been no communication. Nope. So basically in 2016, like peak election, I was big Hillary. This guy was big Trump. Uh, wouldn't stop talking to me about it. And I was like, We're, we have different opinions. We're not going to have the same opinion on this. Let's just move on. But he kept bringing it up. And he kept being like, Crooked Hillary and Trump's the best and Trump's going to make You told America him, like, I'm again. good. Like, come on, let's let's." Move I literally was like, let's just not. Like, let's hang out and not talk about politics. It just, because it made me, I didn't enjoy hanging out with him anymore because every time yeah. I did, he made me feel like shit. So, yeah, that's an asshole. That's yeah. that's not even that's an it's, asshole. It wasn't even just the difference of opinion. It was the fact right. that he was a dick. And also, yeah. you set a boundary, and then he immediately said, mm-hmm. "I don't give a fuck about nope. your boundary." Like that's not right. a friend. A friend doesn't do that shit. A friend cares mm-hmm. about you and wants to, yeah, respect right. respect your choices. The fist fight. Oh, yes. yes. I knew you'd come back to it. Sorry, sorry. The show goes on. The show goes on. Um, (laughs) So junior year, 2004, 2005, because I graduated in 2006. Mm -hmm. So it was either right when the election happened or it Mm. it was over and and Bush had beaten Kerry. Mm. It was in a studio. Um, We had a couple of producers, a cameraman. It was me and this other Bowdoin student. And he was a big time like New Yorker Republican that oh, wow. loved Bush, and I had just come down with mono. So I'd come down with mono. Everyone gets mono when you're in college, right? Yeah. I had it after, but whatever. Oof, there you go. Fair. So who are you sucking face with, Jay Briggs? <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to come back to this in a second, by the way. Oh, my so God. So I have mono, and this is in, like, the wintertime, and I was really afraid because I played baseball up at Bowdoin that I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be able to play my junior year. Because, like, you know, it's, it's your liver, right? Isn't mm. it your liver or your spleen uh, or spleen. something? Your spleen, yeah, yeah. Can, like, right. rupture or something. Oh. But I still was doing the show. I was on antibiotics, so I wasn't spreading it. And yeah. we got into, like, a very, very heated debate. I used to have, like, a stress ball that I would squeeze during the show because I got so angry at this dude. Um, and we would go, like, toe-to-toe. 
Um, Wait, so this was like a like a cadenced radio show? No, it was a a, a TV show. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because it was on Bowden TV. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. So I forgot what the topic was, but um, it got so bad that they ended the show. And if you watched it live, you know when they're like rolling the credits, like we're still like pointing yeah. at each other. We're just like we're just we're Damn. just like what are you talking about like. And I'm like doing this, like oh the hands are going, right? And like, again, <laughs> the credits gestures. are like yeah. rolling and then finally it ends. And so I get out of my chair. Again, I got mono. He comes around <gasps> and he's like, you want to fight you fucking pussy? I'm like, excuse me. He's like, yeah, let's go right now. So I'm like, look, oh I'm looking God. around at the producers and I'm like, I was like, you serious? He's like, yeah. He's like, let's go. I'm like, hold up. Number one, I have mono. Right. Number two, you know damn well if we get into a fight, we're getting kicked out. Well, I'm right. getting kicked yeah. out. You're not going to get kicked out. You're a legacy baby because your dad went to Bowdoin. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And that got him even more pissed off, right? <laughs> I was like, so I'm good. And he's like, that's what I thought, you fucking pussy. He's like, you just remember that. My God. I would have destroyed him. First right. Off, all right. There's yeah, no so way. He walks out. And the producers come over to me, and I'll never forget this. They're like, they're like, yo, man, for real, like, we're proud of what you did, just for for saying you wouldn't fight them. They're like, that that actually took courage. I was yeah. like, that, that's cool. Fast forward to um, the right before the election, I was reading this person's social media posts. I found out that this person hated Trump, hates Trump, and felt like he was a person without a party. And Whoa. he's like, I ended up voting for Biden. And obviously yeah. I liked I liked that post. And then we were talking about our days hosting crossing the line and how, you know, it was like the good old days. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there was an instance in which here we were ready to go toe to toe, get into a fist fight. And then now looking back at it, if we saw each other, first thing we'd probably do is laugh about that moment. Right. But also be like, how are your kids? Like, like how are you right. doing? Right. And then I'd be like, okay, um, I don't have mono anymore. Would you like to finish <laughs> what... Because I do you can want to yeah. definitely take or, you. Yeah, we like to finish <laughs> that around. But 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 again, it's just like, is is it worth it? You know what I mean? Right. That's yeah. amazing. That's a very good story. Ten out of ten. Um, to, I like because it. I didn't want to forget this. Um, so you got mono what like last week? <laughs> no, I got mono. Um, twenty seventeen. I got mono two years yeah, after. It's like I last week. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm actually not sure where yeah, I got it. Less. Probably Wild Rover singing karaoke. <laughs> My old coworkers made fun of me and said oh, that I man. got it from a karaoke mic. Iconic. <laughs> Which would actually be kind of iconic. A lot of tea has been spilt. Yeah. And this was electric, if I do say so myself. I agree. I loved it, to be honest with you. <laughs> me too. This has been the first podcast I've ever been part of. Oh my God, uh, honored. Exclusive. This is an exclusive. Yes. If you want to hear his absolute smoke <laughs> on Instagram, it's yeah. Desert Rose. <laughs> Desert Rose 729. I'll do it one more time because three times a charm. Uh, Desert Rose 729. Funny story about Desert Rose. I, I was just going to say, let's talk about it. What is that? I'm a huge tequila guy. I used to be big on tequila pineapple. So if you like margaritas, you'll like slaps. tequila it pineapple. Slaps. Yeah, you'll like tequila pineapple. So I used to order it all the time. Um, and then a buddy of mine, Matt McCarron, again, Reading High, graduate with me, class of 2002, we were at the bar and he's like, he's like, Rose, he's like, you know what you should call it? The Desert Rose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the so one. So what I do is I go to bars and I'm like, like, oh, what do you want? I was like, oh, I'll get the Desert Rose. And they're like, and sometimes bartenders will turn because they never want to admit that they don't know, they don't know. a drink. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll turn and they'll start like looking at stuff and they're like, oh, what's in it? I was like, you don't know it because it's. <laughs> It's it's, it's fake. It's made yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> um, and then if I'm out with other people, I tell them go up and ask for the desert rose, and I like make sure to like hide to see if like the bartender <laughs> will remember, and then they do. Oh, nice. And then I go back to him. I was like, listen, this is how it gets started. Like this is right. how yeah. trends. Exactly. You're spreading materialize the knowledge. Yeah. Yes. So I go You're to bars and I'm, I'm just like, can I have the desert rose? Um, 
when I uh, became um, official on Instagram, I was like, I got to come up with something juicy. And um, I was like, let me do uh, Desert Rose and 729. I was born July 29th. Love it. Desert Rose 729 if, if you want to follow me. Oh, I really yeah. don't have any other things that I should hype up. Omira, I promise to give her um, a special shout out. So Omira, eventually, uh, oh. hopefully you're going to be listening to this. Omira, you know I love you. Uh, tu amor me hace bien. So I love you, Omira. <laughs> I mean, this is this is great. Um, I'm so appreciative to, to be on this. Am I the first dude? You are. Yeah, you are. Wait, that's crazy. Like the trailblazer? <laughs> yeah, you are a trailblazer. You really You're are. You're a no-filter friendship trailblazer. Damn. Yes. I'm like super honored. Um, I can't say enough about the two of you. Jonathan. Wow. I mean, just wow. I'm cheesing. I'm cheesing. <laughs> like, so I can't get enough. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. I Thank mean, you. I've never had a bad time with you, so electric times only. Yes. If you guys have thoughts, feelings, emotions, whatever, uh, or if you have any other questions about friendship or politics or whatever, send them in. It's nofilterfriendship at gmail.com. Send anything. We love hearing from you. <laughs> Yep. And also you can find us on the interwebs. Correct. We are on Instagram and Twitter at no filter friends with a Z at the end. And we're, we post a lot of amazing exclusive content Great on content. there. We've got sneak peeks every week of the episode. I like those. I like yep. those. We've got throwback pics of Jen and I, some yeah. of which are embarrassing, some of which are cute. They're like Most all of, of Jen, like, like looking back at it though. That's like <laughs> the majority of her photos. I mean, yep. I have a brand. I have to stick to it's it. It's true. It's true. We've We've got so much going on, you guys. It's awesome. Don't forget, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, yes. Wherever you're listening Smash to us right now. Smash that subscribe button. Please rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your fam. Tell people you don't like that much but think might be interested in this <laughs> podcast. Tell everybody. If you have a shitty friend that you think needs to be a better friend, send them this podcast and tell them to don't, listen. Don't give them an explanation. Just send them a link and say, yeah. hmm, interesting. <laughs> See what happens. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe they'll be a better friend. Yep. That's the tea. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And see you next week. Yeah. Happy Bye, Friday, friends. everybody. Bye. Oh, no.